Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is always a pleasure to come your way to uh, have these programs and these conversations available to you uh, as we talk about uh, a lot of the issues. Yes, they might be current events, but we try not to get too deep into the weeds of those current events, but only as a framework for how we can make this a better world for everyone. And uh, today is no exception. We have a returning guest. I'm very excited to have a gentleman who this is actually, I believe, his fourth appearance on Tell Me Your Story from Pakistan to England and then set uh, basically settling in America. Wajid Hassan has lived a, a quite very interesting and varied life in many, many fields of endeavor from a technical background as a field service engineer to stand up comedian with over 20 years as a union actor. Uh, doing a voiceover, narration, commercials, as well as TV and movie roles. Uh, he also encompasses over 40 years experience in the fields of uh, my favorite metaphysics, healing, spirituality, and new age concepts. An avid hiker, he, uh, he, he hiked Kilimanjaro in 2006, Africa's highest mountain in Tanzania. And uh, he's a humanitarian environmentalist, also looking for ways, as we are on this program, looking for ways to improve life for people, along with a deep love for our planet and all the plants and animals who reside on her back. Interesting uh, uh, um, uh, way of putting it. As a qualified speaker, healer, and teacher, he also he can be uh, he can demonstrate how to reignite the spiritual flame within us and send. Uh, send it outward to all, improving not only our lives personally, but also those uh, of every life stream that lives here on this beautiful world. And um, we're going to talk with him not only about one of the books that uh, he has written called The Struggle for World Sanity, uh, which we talked about in a previous program, but also another book about... Uh, the, the three saviors who are here. I don't think that's exactly the title. We'll get that. But uh, uh, um, uh, Wajid uh, Hassan, thank you for joining us again from the Aetherius Society, uh, of which you are the official representative for North Carolina. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Richard. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on your show. And uh, I really enjoy our interviews. Well, you, I will say that uh, uh, you and the conversation we have really sparks a lot of a very interesting uh, uh, dialogue that we have had over the years. And uh, it's just it's really fascinating because uh, you take on or I should say uh, the the teachings, if you will, the writings of the Aetherius Society uh, take on subjects that most people probably would not delve into and i didn't for a long long time because back way back when uh in the past 15 years i didn't think it was relevant but the conversation is is becoming more and more public uh wajid in regards to the influences not just uh, on the metaphysical level in terms of um, let's say angels and, and well, for example, my, my eldest sister and father, they're now, as we like to say, on the other side. I, I don't believe there is another side. It's just a, an area we can't see and we're not connected to because 
maybe we haven't trained ourselves, but also uh, life out in the universe, uh, uh, you know, that that resides in the universe with us. Talk to us a little bit, if you would, about that connection in terms of uh, what the Aetherius Society uh, uh, speaks of. And we'll also talk about your 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 vision, if you will, the Aetherius Society's vision or mission. Yeah, um, great introduction uh, that you had on, you know, on life, that life doesn't uh, just finish 80, 90 years old. You know, life goes on, nothing nothing really dies. We just, it goes from one energy plane to, an, to a different energy plane. I 100%, 100% agree with you with that. And then, of course, you talked about, you know, the, the amount of life that's out there in the galaxy universe is just endless. Um, in regards to the Ethereum Society, um, you know, having been the official representative now for, and, and then being also being a member of the Ethereum Society since 1977 as a young lad, um, you know, uh, a lot of people, like you said, um, they... They can go to a movie, they can see a science fiction movie, they can see Star Wars or Marvel or any of that, that and they, part of their mind kind of accepts uh, some aspects of science fiction. But when you, but in situations where you uh, reveal truths that go beyond science fiction, and in, and in this case, uh, you know, I'd like to discuss some, some of the experiences of the, of, uh, the founder, president of the Society, Dr. George King, and primarily two of his publications, The Twelve Blessings and the Nine Freedoms. I'd like to discuss that today on the interview. Um, people are not are not willing uh, to be open minded. So, um, you know, when I first came across the Ethereum Society and I came across the teachings of this master, the two things came across. And also, <clears throat> as a logical person involved in technical, I, I look at everything in black and white. So in this situation, either he was telling lies or he was telling the truth, you know, charcoal, cheese, black or white, uh, oil or wa and water, you know. So mm -hmm. in that situation, what I had to do was investigate. And based on my investigations, Based on my experiences with his teachings, I, I I honestly can say from my heart that this man was telling the truth. Mm. And we have a real problem with the truth today. I mean, yeah, we can all sit here and quote uh, Jack Nicholson's line in that movie with Tom Cruise. You can't handle the truth. The reality is that's an assumption made by the powers that be in all of the various institutions that we might list who seem to think that we as human beings can't handle the truth, whatever the truth might be in terms of whether it's, whether it's extraterrestrials, uh, whether it's uh, the origins of mankind, or for that matter, whether it's the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth about our history as, as a country, various nations and uh, uh, their histories that have not been the, uh, real stellar, you know, uh, you know, and we could list different countries in that regard, the injustices that we have done to other peoples that have been done to us as well. I mean, it's like, it's not just a one-way street here when it comes to injustices. And for some reason, people are not willing to discuss that. And I'm not saying that we can't talk about the good, 
But we got to talk about all of it because that's why we are where we are today because of all of it, right? Yeah, uh, 100%. And the implications behind some of the experiences that Dr. King went through and some of the teachings, I think, are world-shattering. Uh, they, they, de they demand investigation. And it's not only keeping an open mind, but I think, well, I know that our intuition, you know, that higher aspect of us always knows what's truth and what's not. Uh, so we don't have to listen to the politicians, to the generals, to the corporate uh, entities who who feed us with uh, untruths. Uh, it's so funny because in these days, uh, lies are considered truths and truths are considered lies. It's a kind of weird uh, dilemma that we're in. Yeah, yeah. Now, and then, of course, coming that, back... Go ahead, to, go ahead. Um, coming back to this yogi master, um, some of the experiences that he had, you know, uh, uh, some of the, uh, I think, are beyond science fiction because sometimes truth is beyond fiction, mm -hmm. you know. So... Um, you know, he was born in humble settings in, in Shropshire, England, and, you know, <clears throat> he had certain experiences as a child and healer. And then uh, 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 World War II broke out and, you know, being a conscientious objector, not a, not a coward, being a conscientious, conscientious objector, mm -hmm. he didn't go to the front lines, but he did join the London Fire Brigade as a leader and showed a tremendous amount of bravery uh going into burning buildings up you know with the nazis bombing london at the time and saving many many lives and um so after the war you know aspects of pre previous um experiences came to him and he um and of course the war affected him and he he couldn't understand why all this suffering so he decided now this is this is somebody in the west i've never come across an individual that's done this but he started uh, studying and practicing yoga which he did uh, not only hatha yoga but yoga breathing exercises mantra yoga and then the higher forms of yoga nani raja yoga kundalini yoga now he was doing this for an average of 8 to 10 hours a day on top of his regular job at that time he was a, a london uh, taxi driver and he did this for a period of 10 years. I don't, I've never come across an individual who can claim that. And in the 10 years that came up, he, 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 he could levitate, he could project from his body, he could go to these other dimensions, these other uh, on earth, and um, um, reach high states of, uh, of meditative states, which people refer to as cosmic consciousness, and samadhi and he was be able to do that at will it was then that he was contacted uh by extraterrestrial beings living on the higher dimensions in the solar system and he was washing dishes one saturday uh morning in his uh, apartment in london and a voice outside of his head said to him prepare yourself you are to become the voice of interplanetary parliament now i don't know about you but i if I got a, a command like that, I I I'd, I would not know what to do, and and of course it perplexed him. Even though his mind was trained in mental control, he did not understand where this voice came from and why this command was given to him. 
So for a week, he was in turmoil. He, he, he asked families and friends and everything, and nobody could give him the answer. So after a week, he, he locked his uh, room, uh, locked his apartment, and decided to go into meditation and find the answer to this command that came out of the blue. And as he went into meditation, another yogi master from, from the East uh, walked through his locked door materialized in front of him, uh, walked across the, uh, the, the creaking uh, floorboards and sat down and gave him, you know, and, and again, to me, this is worth investigating, you know, that a, a yogi master will materialize in front of him. As he sat down, he gave him instructions on the command and that he would be receiving a letter from a yoga school um, to do more advanced uh, exercises in order to gain rapport with the beings, uh, with the extraterrestrial beings, which we refer to as cosmic masters. Then the shogi master bowed to him and then left his locked door again and disappeared. And at that time, Dr. King did not reveal who this yogi master was, but it's been now revealed that it was actually Swami uh, Vivekananda, uh, Swami, I'm sorry, Swami Sivananda, who was actually alive in India at the time and was asked uh, to be a representative and tell uh, Dr. King about this command and his instructions. And sure enough, he got this letter from a school, yoga school in London. They didn't know how they found the address. They just found a piece of paper with his name and address on the table. And then he was in, he got introduction by um, uh, a Sri Nandi, who gave him some higher aspects of, um, uh, advanced yogic breathing exercises where he could then attain a positive somatic trance where he could raise Kundalini up to the heart center and then the cosmic beings from millions of miles away would send mental impulses uh, to this uh, psychic center. He would read and translate the mental impulses in this deep trance state. Uh, translating as uh, being an Englishman it would be translated in his larynx as English. And the first transmission from a uh, being by the name of Aetherius from Venus was recorded on tape for the first time ever in the history of mankind. Mm. We are talking with uh, Washid Hassan. He is the official representative of the uh, North Carolina uh Aetherius Society, and uh, you, my friends, are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is really a pleasure to have a returning guest, uh, Wajid Hassan, here on the program as we talk about the Aetherius Society. Tell us, uh, talk to us a little bit about um, the, the two writings you made reference to, the two books of uh, uh, Dr. King, Dr. George King. Uh, the first one being, I believe it was The Twelve Blessings. Yeah, and you know, after that first recording was done, uh, uh, he went into cosmic uh, somatic state for over six hundred times. So six hundred transmissions were recorded on tape, which are there uh, uh, at the Ethereum Society for anybody um, to uh, openly investigate. And then after the um, uh, the cosmic transmissions he got, he received, he, I think around 1978, 79, he, he, he was too, he, his, his physical condition couldn't, 
couldn't uh, you know attain those conditions to do transmissions mm-hmm. enough that he was getting mental transmissions which he wrote down on paper like similar to Ed- edgar casey right. uh, but more on a on a more cosmic level um so uh, again something controversial uh but something which again need uh, un, you know needs to be understood now he was overshadowed uh by not none other than the master jesus the same master jesus who came to earth uh, 2000 years ago and uh at that time i think in 19 19- and uh, uh, the master theorist said that he was that the master Jesus was going to speak to through Dr. King uh, and gave the the day a month a month ahead, and it caused in England it caused a tremendous amount of controversies. The papers were full of, you know, either he this man was a saint or or or, or a criminal for even advocating that the master Jesus was going to speak through him. Uh, his life was threatened. Um, uh, by uh, believe it or not, the act some of the um, Christian churches, uh, because you know, to uh, for him to dare say that the Master Jesus would speak, and so uh, he's uh, there was uh, attempts to you know uh, break into his apartment, and uh, he got a lot of negativity. But sure enough, um, uh, he spoke publicly um, in in London in a place called Caxton Hall. Uh, there was over four hundred people in 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 the hall. They said a couple of hundred were left out because it was it, it was filled to capacity. And then when the Master Jesus did speak, he uh, six people in the audience fainted, had to be let out because of the tremendous power that was radiated uh, when this transmission was given. And a lot of people attested to the fact that they could feel this tremendous spiritual power coming from dr king and so um this is this is this is this is i mean the the master jesus stated uh, in one of the transmissions that he was from venus and people uh, at that time laughed that anybody could you know be from venus or mars or mm-hmm. jupiter or saturn and dr king at the time said that all the planets in the solar system are inhabited, um, not so much on the physical realm. So he said, you could go to Mars tomorrow and you could be on Mars for 200 years and not even know that an advanced civilization was in existence unless you projected to those higher dimensions. And and and, and he was able to converse uh, with people from Mars and Venus. And so uh, in 19... Uh, 58 he was in he was instructed to go to a, a, a small mountain in devon by by the name of holston down at midnight and so he he went there at midnight and he sat in a meditative pose and he was going to send out power there was a war brewing in the lebanon at that time and so part of his instructions was to send out power uh, to this area and as as he began that, uh, he said a spacecraft appeared on Holston Down, and a beam of light came from the spacecraft, and the Master Jesus appeared in front of him, materialized in front of him. Um, he was um, clean shaven. He had a, a a robe, a white robe with a, a jewel uh, jewels around his uh, his waist and his and a very 
uh, radiant, uh, um, you know, a, a tremendous radiance was coming out, and and Jesus actually was holding a wand in his hand, and he pointed this wand to Dr. King, and Dr. King closed his eyes and transmitted this energy uh, through, that was sent through him by Jesus, who was physically there on the mountain. And the next day, this war um, fizzled out in a very mysterious manner. And again, this needs, you know, this needs open investigation. Was Dr. King telling the truth or was this just a figment of his imagination? Mm -hmm. And right after that, uh, the Master Jesus uh, transmitted through him over 12 consecutive um, Sundays, uh, 12 transmissions known as the 12 blessings. And these were uh, not only transmissions, these were, um, uh, I guess, uh, practices that people can use in order to send out uh, vibrant spiritual energy, uh, which is so needed in the world. And that's how the 12 blessings uh, came about. And again, and um, those transmissions are recorded, again, on tape, and they're available for anybody to listen to. And when I listened to them the, for the first time, uh, to me, uh, based on my past, you know, recollection, something from the past, but I, I honestly could say that the voice that came through Dr. King that channeled him was the voice of Jesus. Mm. Well, we're going to maybe touch upon those 12 blessings as we continue uh, with our very special guest, the official representative of the North Carolina, shall we say, chapter, if you will, of the Ethereum Society here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is always a pleasure to have with uh, uh, Wajid here on the program uh, to have these conversations. I want to, can we touch upon a few of, not all, but a few of the 12 blessings? Uh, let's just say the the ones that maybe come out and uh, that, that strike you, that, that are uh, profound to you as uh, as uh, a member of the Aetherius Society and as an individual, as a seeker, as a, a metaphysician, if you will? Well, I mean, all the 12 blessings are very profound, um, but it's very interesting. They were given at a time when this world is in tremendous turmoil, it's in tremendous chaos, and there's no answers to the, to the, to the uh, chaos and turmoil. And here, uh, the Master Jesus has given the answers uh, that the that the only way to restore um, sanity in this world is a, a spiritual, uh, I would say, mental revolution, peaceful mm -hmm. one, uh, that's required. And the twelve blessings uh, are our practices. Uh, if people are interested, uh, we are um, we do. Uh, I join a group of people uh, th that we recite the twelve blessings every every day. Uh, pretty much, and um, if people are interested in joining us and and practicing that, we we do that on a website called Twelve Blessings. Org. The twelve being numerical. Um, it's interesting that the first blessing that was given, uh, I believe that this was an extension of the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave uh, two thousand years ago to include a cosmic concept based on you know our scientific progress. And and looking at the uh, solar system and the galaxy in a different light, uh, the first blessing, of course, is uh, a blessed are they who work for peace, 
And uh, of course, we send our energy to those working for peace on this planet, which is um, so needed. Uh, there's there's so many there's so many uh, wars going on at this time, and so this energy was specially devised for the peacemakers and sending sending it out uh, to the world uh, to bring about uh, peace in this uh, troubled world. The second blessing is for the wise ones. Um, these are the people who are enlightened, who, you know, Dr. Dr. King, the cosmic master said, there's only one sin on this planet and that's ignorance. And so the more enlightened we are, the, 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 the less we will be, you know, at each other's throats uh, because all that is based on ignorance. And of course, the third blessing is blessed to those who love, who send out this love energy, this healing energy, um, you know, um, it's you know we talk about physical pollution there's also mm. mental pollution we, we have a mind belt around the planet that's full of hatred and jealousy and greed and and all kinds of negativity so these 12 blessings were especially designed again to um to transmute not to destroy but to transmute and uplift uh this mind belt so that people can be more inspired uh, around the world as opposed to the negativity that we get from the media, uh, which is, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. So this is counteracting uh, the, the the total madness that we, that we, we as a race have enveloped uh, within ourselves at this time. We can only blame ourselves. And so the cosmic beings uh, brought these transmissions through uh, in order for us to help us rise at this time uh, during the Aquarian age uh, of peace and enlightenment, which is to come in in the centuries uh, ahead, so we can't we can't uh, you know the situations that we face ourselves in this on the world right now will change for the better in the years to come. Mm. So there is um, optimism on the part of uh, you and uh, the Aetherius Society. Is that right? Or is that what we would call it? I think there's um, not only optimism, but but a reality that things uh, they they you know Dr. King in his deep meditative states has seen this new world that is going to come on this planet, and and again it's up to us either we stay you know we conform to the high vibrations that are going that that are occurring. Um, but you know, or, or we may not be allowed to stay on this planet. Now, coming back again to the Master Jesus, um, Dr. King appeared on the BBC, uh, in, in the 1950s, and um, you know, the host said that you you claim that your mother was taken up in a uh, flying saucer or UFO, and Dr. King said, Well, I, I claim my life, I will stake my life on it that his mother was physically taken aboard a, a flying saucer or UFO. She lived in Devon at the time. Now, again, you know, either he, either his mother was telling the truth, or Dr. King was telling the truth, or they're lying. Now, if they were telling the truth, again, this is something that has to be investigated. Now, his yeah. mother, at uh, the first time, was taken aboard. She she had a description. It's all it's all in the Ethereum Society literature of of the of the spacecraft, the beings that she met, and then a second time she was invited and 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 told to bring a copy of the twelve blessings with her. 
So she 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 took a copy of the Twelve Blessings along with other books. She was picked up again, uh, you know, by this physical spacecraft that landed outside her house, uh, in a, and so she physically went up some physical stairs and met these physical beings, and was taken again out in out into space and was met by another spacecraft. And um, when when this other spacecraft uh, uh, was 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 it, it actually went into another spacecraft, a mothership. And she and and she said the door opened, and none none other than the Master Jesus appeared uh, in this spacecraft, and and uh, she handed him the book, and uh, and he said some prayers, blessed her, and took the book away. Now, to me, if that's the truth, Richard, that would affect the whole religious and philosophical ideology of the planet wouldn't you think if well, that certainly. was the truth absolutely the other element too i've talked about this before there's a gentleman i met uh through another program and um uh he had written this book called ad and that stood for after disclosure speaking specifically of extraterrestrials of beings from other planets uh what if the government finally fessed up and said uh yeah we're not alone uh and by the way they're doing that now but what they're doing is they're also then lacing it with fear that this could be uh, a threat to our national security and i'm sitting here going if they can travel through intergalactic space we wouldn't be having this conversation if they were here to uh, uh to enslave us to to do whatever it is that you think they're here to do so we, you and I, uh, 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 Wajid, we wouldn't even have it, would not even be having this conversation if that were the case. So I, I, but basically, my first question to this gentleman, if I had ever had the opportunity to interview him, would have been, "What makes you think that the general public is going to believe the government after it's been lying to the public for so many decades about this? Let alone the religious community lying." to uh, the public uh, for centuries uh, about the existence of other beings from other worlds. What are your thoughts in that regard? And, and again, this sort of goes beyond, maybe goes a little bit beyond logical reasoning and thought, uh, but more to, to a, a perspective of, I will call it um, criticism, if you will, you know, and, and in terms of almost of cynicism towards the powers that be authority back in the 60s. You know, you used to say, you know, never, never trust someone in authority along those lines. I can't remember exactly what the phrase was. But what about that aspect? Of, oh. You said before that. Our inner being knows the truth, right? Yeah, I mean, if you look at my resume, I, I don't come across as a as a weirdo, in, in as much as I've been in the corporate field. Uh, I've worked as a field engineer. I've done corporate sales. I've been in the entertainment industry, and for me to come out and reveal these things, um, you know, would 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 put me people in. If I did that in the fifties, which the Dr. King did, would put me on the par of somebody out of out of his head. And I I consider myself. I'm not exactly 
completely sane, but I consider myself fairly sane, <laughs> a, a fairly a fairly balanced individual. <laughs> so um, at the age of 18, I think I wrote that in the book, I, I was out in the wilderness near Stonehenge. I was I had this inclination, I was, this prompting to be out in the wilderness. And and uh, I had a very mystical spiritual experience where a spacecraft physically came over to where I was at three in the morning out in this field. And this uh, shaft of white light came from the hull of the craft. And I was I felt this tremendous energy like uh, like an initiation. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how long it lasted, but the, the thought that came to me at the time was whoever controlled this spacecraft were not only scientifically advanced millions of years ahead of us, but also extremely spiritual beings. And coming back to this fear aspect, I think you're right. There's, uh, it's deliberate. Uh, the governments of the world have known for many, many years that these spacecraft, these UFOs are, are benign and pose no threat. Dr. King actually asked uh, one of these cosmic beings um, if, the, if, if they took over the planet, how long it, would it take? They said between 10 and 15 minutes, they could completely control this planet, mm -hmm. completely communications, everything, totally control. Um, our nuclear weapons, they regard as toothpicks. I mean, they could flick them off like, like, like flies on, 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 your, on your arm. And so that's the kind of power, uh, material power that they possess, but they would never, ever, but ever, because they obey the law of karma, uh, that they will never ever use it in a in a uh, malicious way, especially against a very involved, savage, uh, primitive race like ours. So it's the, uh, the you know eventually tr truth will eventually uh, come up against against the lies and the cosmic master theorist in one of the transmissions said that eventually what we say. Uh, will be revealed, uh, and and you will experience it. People are even questioning the Star of Bethlehem that that the wise men followed and then hovered over the stable, you know. And mm -hmm. and, and again, uh, the the cosmic masters have said that uh, it was actually a, a spacecraft that that was there to uh, uh, to do complex uh, metaphysical manipulations, so that. A live stream, a Venusian, a very advanced Venusian live stream, could actually be born on Earth, and that was part of the plan uh, for the Master Jesus. I mean, they even, they even, they even messed up his birthday. It's not even uh, December the twenty fifth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually, it's actually March. It's been revealed that the birthday of the Master Jesus was actually March the fifteenth. Mm. Um, but they, they, they deliberately changed it in order to co coincide with the pagan. A winter uh, festival that was going on in those days, um, and again in AD five hundred and fifty three at the uh, uh, meeting in Constantinople, they deliberately took out the law of reincarnation, which was openly taught at that time, out of the Christians' teachings. So um, this is not my this is not my uh, information that was given, but actually actual Christian scholars who have researched this mm -hmm. and have come across and said that you know that this this happened. And of course, um, it's not only the Christian religion, but the Islamic and Jewish religions have hidden 
the truth about reincarnation, which again is an aspect of divine law. So all these things are coming to the surface now, causing a tremendous amount of turmoil uh, in, in, in the lives of those who have been um, raised with the dogma. Uh, I was going to say lies, but I would say I will be, be more polite and say the dogma mm -hmm. that has been mm -hmm. uh, emphasized and even the cosmic master said that people like Jesus and Buddha, Krishna, Patanjali, these were hot beings that came from other uh, planets from higher dimensions uh, in order to teach mankind what, you know, the basic spiritual laws. So if you look at all the philosophy that, was, that came from these teachings, they're all the same, Richard. There's no mm -hmm. difference. Mm -hmm. Just given no, in exactly. a different era and a different culture. Exactly. So uh, people are wising up. I mean, in the, in the past, when you you know talked about flying saucers, you were a kook. Uh, now, if if you say there is no life or no flying saucers, I think you're considered weird. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we we did not uh, have not for some time go uh, you know gone into this realm. But more and more of our guests are are starting to speak out about this reality uh, that is there. I mean, it just seems. Uh, quite honestly, the height of human arrogance to think that we're the only beings in the universe. Really? Right. I mean, it sounds great. It sounds really nice and, and makes me feel real special that we're the only beings in the universe, aside from the plants and the animals that are on this planet, uh, that, that are here and, and that the universe was just created just for us. You know, and I'm going to put it that way and also preface it or postscript it by saying I don't mean to be disrespectful, but many of the answers that I used to get when I worked for a Christian radio station just didn't make sense. Um, we talked on a previous program uh, about Satan. Satan is dead. There is no hell. It took me five years of work to get to a point where I released myself from that part of the dogma, as you say, you know, well, again, being polite, the dogma. Uh, and, and one of the things that uh, in my conversations with rabbis, uh, you know, your, your comments notwithstanding is that when the Jews speak of, shall we say, satanic behavior, they're speaking not of the activities of some external being, uh, i.e. Lucifer, who was cast out of heaven because, you know, he wanted to have his own way. No, it's the lower lowest base nature of man. That's exactly. what is evil. That is what is satanic. Now, there is another element that I've gotten into conversations with people about, and that is this aspect of evil spirits, um, demons, and those kinds of things. And, mm -hmm. of course, there are the researchers who delve into the paranormal can can uh I, I i'd like to go there okay i i would like to have a conversation in that regard if we can uh but first let me let you folks know we're talking with wajid hassan and we're talking about the Aetherius society of which he is the official representative for the north carolina chapter if you will uh and uh, we are talking with him here on tell me your story i'm richard dugan your host and uh, I, I I do want to talk about this aspect uh, that that I brought up uh, just a moment ago, but I also want to talk about the other writing. You had mentioned two significant writings 
uh, that is the is the correct word channeled by Dr. George King, or is that an incorrect uh, uh, term to use in this context? In as far as the twelve blessings, and then you mentioned one other uh, one other writing. Yeah, the the nine freedoms. I'm, I'm the nine focus freedoms on, on those two. Um, uh, yeah, I would. Um, he, he was actually named by the cosmic masters as mental channel number one. Okay, that was that was his uh, pseudonym. That was his title as mental channel number one. Um, when he went into the deep uh, uh, somatic trance uh, and and uh, focused on the mental impulses that were being sent uh, to him. Uh, he he uh, was not aware of what was being said as he was in this deep meditative trance, and and the and the and the beings that channeled uh, the uh, information to him. It was only when he came out of this trance that he could he listened to the transmissions then, and and it was revealed of what they said. So, in other words, he was he was a a pure channel. Uh, I mean. There's a lot of psychic mediums out there, but they, I mean, I, if I wanted to, based on my experience, I could easily be a psychic medium. Um, I, ju- I choose not to. Uh, I, I focus more on on the healing and, and promotion of metaphysical truths. Um, but I have a friend of mine who's a, who's a medium and his wife is an artist and um, he can, he can, you know, um, pick up the thoughts of people who passed away relatives and his wife picks up those those thoughts uh, from these relatives and she she actually draws the actual relatives and there's been uncanny resemblance so they they you know so so there's those kind of psychic mediums um and there's a lot of them that work on the on the um uh on on the planes dr king projected to all the planes on this earth he said the six above us and four below us, and the four below us are known as the lower astral uh, realms, where, like you mentioned, uh, uh, demonic or you know evil entities go there. And and part of reincarnation, like you said, there is no hell or heaven. Uh, we create the conditions. So when mm-hmm. we pass on, uh, we go to the vibration that that suits us. And if we've been murderers and whatever we go to these uh the vibrations of the lower astral realms or if we've been decent people healers uh, caring people uh, we go to the high realms and we stay there for a while learning those experiences till it's our time to come back and reincarnate and this cycle has been going on for millions of years um so i i agree with you there um that um you know, not only do we have a higher power, we have a lower power. We have a lower aspect of mind uh, that that if we allow that to take over us, it can be influenced uh, by these lower astral uh, uh, beings that that want control over us. I believe there is an invisible war going on between the forces of light and the forces of darkness. And uh, unfortunately, the majority of people, uh, ex- you know, uh, don't make an effort to rise above this. Uh, this um this situation that we're in so you know we we only ourselves are responsible uh for for the conditions that are on on our planet so we have to work hard uh to to allow our higher self or our higher inspiration and listen to higher cosmic messages and obey you know 
when when Dr. King came on the BBC, the host asked the master theorist, he said, what message do you have uh, for the people of Earth? And, you know, he didn't say follow Dr. King or the theorist society. He said, well, if you're going to be a good Christian, be the best. If you're going to be a good Hindu, be the best Hindu. If you're going to be a good Buddhist, be the be best Buddhist. So what they're saying is they don't bring anything new. They're, all they're saying is that man just needs to go back and obey the basic spiritual laws, you know, like thou shalt not kill and love thy neighbor, you know, and 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 follow the teachings of of the of, of these masters. If you want to follow a political leader, then follow follow these as as political ideology, um, because politics as such today is is based on division and hate. Mm -hmm. And uh, the true politician would talk about uh, you know um, uh, you know teachings that are designed for the benefit of all, and that's what these cosmic beings. Uh, who came, uh, their teachings were designed for the benefit of all, uh, regardless of uh, race, religion, creed, or color. None of this left wing, right wing, all this nonsense and madness, which is designed to divide and conquer us at this time. Wajid Hassan is my guest. He is the official representative of the Ethereum Society of North, of North Carolina. And I'm Richard Dugan, and this is Tell Me Your Story. We're bringing you new paradigms for a new world. This is no question about it, a new paradigm in terms of what we're talking. Um, a real quick question in regards to the Aetherius Society. What does Aetherius mean? Uh, it's a Greek word, which means, uh, Aetherius means uh, one who speaks through the ether. So that's the that's the 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 name that Aetherius decided. We don't know the true identity of this master, but that's where the Aetherius Society name comes from. Would you say that a fair position to take when it comes to all of these things, prior to the researching thereof, let's say that our listeners, this is the first time I've heard of this. I I've never this is you know, without without judging it saying. It's interesting, and yeah, okay, I'll take uh, Wajid's uh, advice, and I'll I'll do some research. I'll, I'll I'll check it out. But initially, would you say that the best position to take would be more of an agnostic position, saying, if someone were to ask me, I would say, I don't know, and I would actually say, check it out for yourself. I'm not going to tell you what I have found because what I find is for me. Okay, to to help me to understand these things, I can't do your research for you. Would you say agnosticism in any philosophy is a fair starting point? Uh, and even quoting this uh, this quote, I've I've many times quoted: "It is better to begin in doubt and end in certainty than to begin in certainty and end in doubt." Yeah, I mean, uh, initially you can have that approach. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, um, but the 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 twelve blessings were actually uh, are actually designed uh, as you know in the law of karma. You know, the master Jesus taught that as you sow, so shall you reap. So whatever you you don't get anything for nothing. Um, the twelve blessings are, are practices that are designed to send out spiritual power. Uh, to 12 different focal points and eventually uh, leads to the 12th blessing, which is the absolute or everything, or the, the whole aspect of the universe or the one divine principle. Um, so, you know, 
um, they're, they're specially designed so that as you send this energy out, you will get the same amount of energy coming back, which will eventually over the lives uh, uh, give you enlightenment or, or designed to give you a cosmic consciousness in a very safe uh, way. Uh, there's there's practice, there's advanced yoga practices that can raise the power of Kundalini. And if you make a mistake, uh, you could be uh, disabled for this life or the next life. You could go mad. Uh, there's there's all kinds of dangers involved with raising the power too quickly. Um, that's why some of these uh, drugs do that. Uh, that's when people get these highs from using uh, psychedelic drugs. But they're they're not the more they're not the the correct way. The correct way is through safe yoga practices, sending out the power and and uh, and and sending it out. Um, so to me, practicing the twelve blessings uh, is a way of acknowledging that I can't honestly I can't tell you that this came from Venus or Mars uh, or from Jesus or Master Theories. But the thing is, because I haven't experienced it myself, Dr. King did. Mm -hmm. uh, but what Dr. King said, he, he said, if you want to, if you want truth, you have to, you have to speak the truth. And he made a solemn statement between be, before his creator that every time that he would come up on the platform, he would speak the truth. Now, um, certain things that Dr. King revealed proved to me that he was the yogi master uh, that I, you know, that I uh, investigated um, based on some of the some of the proofs of some of the teachings. Uh, one, I think, one proof was to me, which is overwhelming. In the 1960s, he actually wrote it in in a book called "You Are Responsible." But the cosmic masters was actually give sightings of UFOs, say in Australia, New Zealand, or America. Now, listen to this, Richard. Three weeks before they happened. Oh wow! And then. And then three weeks later, those exact sightings would occur. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, um, to me, that 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 that's ultimate. And that, you know, they actually had to stop that because what was happening was um, there were uh, the the governments uh, knew about that, and they they actually started scrambling uh, fighter jets to confront these uh, UFOs, and they actually had to stop these. Um, um, uh, sightings, uh, revelations, because the they didn't want to actually harm the fighter pilots or the aircraft. Because when they came closer to the force field of these UFOs, they could actually uh, damage their electronic systems. So uh, they they did not want to uh, 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 cause any harms to that. But that was one proof. Another another aspect of proof was uh, there was this tremendous atomic explosion that occurred in an underground a nuclear uh, research facility in the Ural Mountains in Russia. And when it occurred, uh, the Cosmic Masters through Dr. King said that this explosion had happened. I believe it was in the, in, the, uh, uh, in, the, in the late 50s or early 60s. And Russia uh, totally uh, said, no, this explosion did not happen. And the cosmic beings said if it wasn't for their in intervention uh, to uh, reduce the atomic fallout, from this uh, explosion, it really scared the Russians. They said oh, over 18 million people would have been uh, killed. Mm. And so they absorbed a lot of this atomic uh, radiation uh, in this explosion. And sure enough, in 1976, uh, Russian scientists that defected finally fessed up 
that this explosion occurred. So again, to me, that's uh, physical living proof that Dr. King was in contact uh, with these high beams. Yeah, and then, of course, we have... Um... These other uh, plants, uh, uh, we had Three Mile Island here in the States. And then, of course, Chernobyl in Russia, uh, which they lied about as well until they finally ended up having to fess up. And it actually impacted the entire planet because the radiation circled the globe. I, as far as I know, it still is. It may dis have dissipated to some degree, but as far as I know, that stuff doesn't die. Uh, you know, it's got a, a, a half-life, I don't know, of... So, I don't know, a thousand years or something. And and uh, and who knows what what impact that's going to have on generations to come in the DNA, how that's going to affect uh, uh, the that information in, in terms of uh, twisting it around. And I have to wonder, you know, maybe the generations that are coming up now, the, the ones that were born, you know, 10 years ago and 20 years ago. And I mean, I'm watching these crazy videos. These individuals will go out on the street and they're with a microphone and they will be asking very simple very simple questions to young people in their 20s, sometimes in their 30s, maybe even in their late teens. Basic, who is the first president of the United States? Okay. Uh, where is the Great Wall of China? Uh, and on, I mean, very simple questions almost along the line. What color is the White House? You know, those kinds. And they don't know. Or math questions. What's 33 and 77? And and they, they they and it's just absolutely astounding. And I'm not saying that the information that this guy is asking these people is of great relevance, but it shows how, how little they know <laughs> about basic simple processes that you and I I don't know maybe we sort of take it for granted. Two plus two is four. Eh, you know, no big deal. Um, does it really matter who the first president of the United States was? Eh, well, you know, it's uh, interesting information, but not probably not really. Uh, and yet, here we are. We're in the 21st century, uh, Wajid. And I thought we would be a lot further along. Um, is, is your feeling with that optimism uh, that... Uh, we won't blow ourselves up again for the for the fifth time because that's basically what a lot of folks on this program are talking about. We have been through, I think it's five, uh, five mass extinctions that we, as human beings, we initiated. We created those five extinction events, and now we're headed for number six. I mean, with with this this whole business with nuclear weapons and and just the chaos and the and the, and the, the carrying on of people. What what are your thoughts as far as the philosophy of the Ethereum Society? Well, it's it's interesting that you brought out you know Chernobyl and uh, other uh, disasters that have occurred uh, recently. Um, it was interesting that when the Cosmic Masters uh, uh, you know contacted Dr. King, we were in the middle of the Cold War, and of course, you know the Americans and Russians started there you know, uh, atomic exp ex experimentations by blowing up hundreds, if not thousands of uh, hydrogen and atomic uh, weapons. Um, you know, and even today, scientists cannot believe that we're still alive because the fallout from these uh, atomic experimentations should have killed not only the planet, but the, every, the, 
the whole civilization. So I think we're existing on borrowed time. It, it was in, I, I believe based on their technology, they absorbed a lot of this radiation and saved and saved us at this particular time. Mm. Um, speaking of Chernobyl, there's eyewitnesses that, 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 that saw UFOs. They saw this cigar shaped object over Chernobyl during, during, during the, um, uh, the fallout from the uh, from the explosion, uh, sending pink beams of energy into the area and absorbing the radioactive fallout. It was also UFOs were also seen over Fukushima. They had they had no control over the radioactive fallout from there, and uh, there there was intervention from uh, the higher extraterrestrial beings that came and absorbed uh, a lot of. I think Chernobyl and Fukushima would have caused tremendous amount of damage um i agree also when you talk about the fallout you know in the 50s they talked about these atomic uh uh weapons as uh peaceful weapons weapons of peace which really they had you know their their the motive behind them was totally evil um and the fallout they said oh they they, they you know it would the you know it it would it, it it would stay up in the atmosphere for uh, thousands of years. No, no, there was radioactive strontium and radioactive iodine that was found in in the milk of cows that was affecting uh, the you know the children that drank that milk um, that was affecting the the, uh, the that was that was causing mutation of mm -hmm. the brain cells, uh, increasing autism and various other uh, deformities. Um, and, you know, um, in regards to, you know, questions which people can't answer, I think also, I I think it's part of that is a radiation fallout, but I think also part of that is the dumbing down of the educational system deliberately designed to keep people in ignorance. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, a great way to go. If you don't know what you don't know, how do you know that you don't know it, you know, and... Uh... <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just astounding. And, and I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'm part of the last generation that, that just isn't buying the answers that I'm given by the powers that be in whatever institution you want to list. I hear about our economic system and I'm going, this is not the only economic system there is. And I'm not talking about considering socialism or communism. You're saying that there are only three economic systems available to us. We have 8 billion human beings on the planet. There should be 8 billion different kinds of economic systems that each one of the, each individual could come up with, you know, I just, it, 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 you know, and then of course, uh, the whole uh, religious institutions, especially Christianity, that says it's the only way. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I can eat whatever. I mean, the, the, the variety of foods I can eat and the drinks that I can drink and the education I can get and the career I can have and the car I can drive and the place I can live and on and on and on. And there's only one way to God. That makes absolutely no sense. Uh, so, yes, it's, it's like the joke of the guy who goes to heaven and he's given a tour of heaven and he's he's shown where the buddhist this buddhist section and the christian section and the hindu section and uh he said well, well why 
he said, why are the walls in these sections? He said, oh, that because they 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 think they're the only ones in heaven. So I, I thought that's. <laughs> Thought that was a cute joke. <laughs> I like that. That's very good, and it's unfortunate that that you know uh, we seem to be uh, be that way. And then we have people, uh, especially in our governmental institutions, who are are just pointing the finger at everybody else without ta- and and they're not taking any responsibility for the fact that they haven't done the job that they were elected to do. I mean, I'm seeing this constantly in some of the uh, little snippets that I watch on YouTube of of these congressional hearings where the senators or representatives are blasting the person that they invited uh, to a hearing to testify. And it's like, I wish the people testifying would say, well, it's not on me. It's on you. If you if you would just change the laws, you know, if you would fix the system, you're supposed to fix because you're in the legislative branch, not me. You know, I'm just carrying out the laws that you have left for 20, 30, 40, whatever, however many years. It's just, oh, my goodness. Uh, it it well, can get very frustrating. The master theorist in, in transmission said that the uh, political system in, in on Earth is, is one of the standing jokes uh, on Mars <laughs> and Venus. They actually have a good laugh at the political system. And uh, another being referred to the economic financial uh, uh, system as he referred it as a cancer in the heart of spiritual man. Mm. And so, you know, because it's designed, a lot of a lot of it is designed to be economic slavery, economic slavery to the corporations who just do profit, material profit. Um, also, if you're constantly in credit card or mortgage debt, you know, that's all you're working for is credit card and mortgage debt. Yeah. And putting putting a plate of food uh, on on the table for the family. Um. So you know, it it it, it inhibits our natural uh, evolutional. We're we're spiritual beings in physical bodies. Um. Unfortunately, now it's all about the material aspects of man, the material things, but the spiritual aspect needs to be realized first. Now you talk about the current situations of of us maybe going into another nuclear holocaust. That could actually, I hate to say, it, uh, Richard, but that could actually be a, a reality uh, based on this um, again this this archaic, mm-hmm. stupid war in Russia and uh, Ukraine that could mm-hmm. go out of control. Now again, if the leaders of the world instead of sending billions of dollars of you know weaponry which again you know the defense companies are laughing all the way to the bank on both sides yeah uh, with these bins of murder weapons if they were truly honestly spiritual people they would have told people to you know on the tv or on the social media if everybody were to just raise their hands because we're channels, we we receive spiritual energy, we we transmit spiritual energy. If a million people got together and sent this energy, either through the twelve blessings, through their own uh, faith, uh, uh, or, or not even believe in a faith, but just send out this power of spiritual power of love, which is which is available uh, throughout the cosmos, uh, we just don't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, say if, if a million people did that regularly for five to ten minutes a day, uh, that war would fizzle out in three days, and all that billions of dollars could be used uh, for resources to help the homeless and other 
problems that these uh, that you know in America and other countries. So it's the whole the whole thing is just total. I mean, the cosmic masters didn't stop uh, Nazism. They didn't stop Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Um, you know, it was man. It was our own um, it, our own indifference. Uh, they said that every man, woman, and child on this planet is responsible for the hydrogen and atomic bomb because, you know, people didn't rise up and say, look, this is wrong. Finally, they did. There was Finally, finally there was based on the impressions, uh, based on the cosmic transmissions that came through, that were impressed uh, to the minds of the scientists and the, and the ordinary individuals that people finally said, enough is enough, you need to stop this proliferation. But they're starting the same nonsense again. So yeah. again, coming back to this influence of the lower mind, uh, influence of lower entities, I think there's a deliberate, they know that their time is is up. So there's a deliberate attempt right now to cause this division because the release of people being m murdered by an atomic expl explosion would release them to the lower astral realms where they could be uh, used and controlled by these evil de demonic forces. So it's our responsibility at this time to not only raise the vibrations for ourselves, but to also help the future generations, which we have a responsibility for. Wajid Hassan is my guest, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, we are talking about a lot of different things here that are all tied into the Ethereum Society, uh, and we are uh, uh, discussing a lot of different areas. I, I do find it fascinating, Wajid, that... Uh, uh, you know, I think back on my upbringing, both uh, as a as an individual, as a child uh, in my family, but also my upbringing in this industry, broadcasting, and some of the things that I heard, and and I've, I, I what comes to mind are some of the passages uh, from the Bible, for example, from the New Testament, from the words of Jesus, as you have uh, uh, spoken of uh, quite a bit throughout this program. Where when we talk about the economic system that we live under, show me where in the Bible, where the economic system that we are under right now was supported by or spoken about by Jesus. Because the only economic system I'm able to find that he spoke about was when his followers uh, at one particular point, they were all concerned about, oh, wh 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 where are we going to get our next meal? And where am I going to lay my head tonight? And so on and so on and so on. And he points up into a tree. He says, you see that bird up there? That bird doesn't work. That bird doesn't toil. And yet, he's taken care of. Everything that he needs is right there where he needs it. How much more will your heavenly father provide for you? And that's kind of where I come from. Now, would I like to have four, five, six, seven digits in front of the decimal point in my bank account? That'd be kind of nice, but I can't take it with me for starters. No matter how hard some of these people try, they will be buried with their cars, uh, you know, uh, among other things, you know. Um, and I love this story and I'd love for you to, to uh, uh, elucidate as well. I love the story that I was told. I heard this. It was a wonderful little story. And at first I thought it was a contradiction. And then I got to thinking more and more about it. And I thought, that's 
to how God intended. There's uh, two guys that uh, they get together every so often and they go out to to have a meal together and have a wonderful conversation and so forth. And at breakfast, uh, they're out there eating and having a wonderful talk and the bill comes and the one guy pulls out uh, of his pocket the exact amount for the bill and pays it. And the guy, the other guy says, hey, that was, hey, thanks. I really appreciate it. And, you know, some time goes by, they get together for another meal. And the same scenario, the bill comes and the first guy who paid the bill the last time, he just reaches into his pocket, boom, has exactly the amount to pay. Uh, they go out for a third meal. And the same scenario, only this time, the second guy says, you know, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you have been, you know, paying for these meals and thank you so much, but I'm very grateful. But how is it that you always seem to have exactly the right amount of money? He says, well, let me tell you. I found this lamp when I was cleaning my garage and I was rubbing it and cleaning it off. And all of a sudden a genie popped out and says, you may have one wish, but you can't wish for more wishes. So, okay. Can I, can I have a couple days to think about it? He says, sure. I'll be right here. So he comes back a couple days later, says, I, I figured out what I want. Okay. He says, I always want to have the resources to take care of the things that I need to take care of, i.e., I always want to have enough money to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. And that is why he always had exactly the right amount, because he didn't need any more than that. Why would he need more? Well, the universe is that way. Uh, and i that's my perspective, is that I trust the universe. I mean, my God, I have been through some serious financial uh, downturns over my lifetime of 62, almost 63 years, uh, Wajid. I'm still here. I'm still alive. You know, I've made it this far because I finally got out of the fear and realized I'm being taken care of. Now, I still do the work. I still put my hand to the plow, so to speak, but it's because I love doing it. And I'm, I'm, and I am prospering in that way. Do I have three, four, five, six digits in front of the decimal point? Not yet. I might one day, and in, in which case I'd be able to help more people. But you know what? If I'm taking care of day to day, what else is there? Do the blessings, do the, do the, the 12 blessings or the nine freedoms address this particular concept? Not necessarily specifically in terms of the economics but in terms of one trusting that they will be cared for if they will but trust well um it's not only trust but also yeah it, it involves work as well um coming uh, coming back to what the master jesus said in the bible uh i 100% agree with um it's also, uh, I think it was somebody researched that in, you know, when when the Master Jesus recently said that he was from Venus, um, in Revelations, um, I'm not exactly sure exactly where, but there's a passage that Jesus said that I'm from the house uh, uh, of David and the the bright and morning star. That's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. is the bright and morning star? That's Venus. So they, that's in the Bible. And so, you know, that's something to ponder. Yes. Um, 
But uh, coming back again to the needs, um, the master theorist said that, you know, he said, I mean, who, first of all, who needs a $500 million yacht? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like you say, you can't take that with you. But he said, work, work long enough and hard enough for the things that you need, not the things that you want. And, you know, people put themselves in debt because they buy things that they don't need and then they're constantly you know trying to look better than 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 their neighbors or whatever um dr king summed it up uh, he said that he said that there's only one energy crisis on this planet and that's a spiritual energy crisis mm. and his prophecy was that if we solve the spiritual energy crisis he said all other crises either between uh countries or in your individual life will automatically be taken care of and that's where the faith comes so in other words if we focus more on our spiritual life helping others being of service uh, of course we've got to eat we've got to you know we've got to put a roof over our head of course we have to you know work to make an income but just to the point where we we make enough to make ends meet and then keep focusing on our spiritual life everything else will sort itself out and you know that the people with the 500 million we're all we're all one one we're all one entity. The the cosmic beings refer to us as, you know, world citizens. They don't refer to us as Americans and Russians and Japanese. They refer to us world citizens. So we're all metaphysically connected. So if one aspect of mankind is extremely rich, it has to metaphysically make the other aspects, the majority of mankind, uh, physically poor, and so that, that there's an unequal divide. And if you look at reincarnation, unfortunately, those who are rich and selfish, Dr. King said, uh, may have to come back and and live in abject poverty and starvation again, not to not to punish them, but to but to teach them mm -hmm. that you can't be self selfish and self centered in these days. Yeah. So um, we we do eventually. Uh, I I've had experiences in my life where I've lost a lot of money, um, and I've been through my trials and tribulations but keeping my faith and, and again like you i'm here and i made it mm -hmm. and i'm still making it uh, <laughs> despite going through uh some some dire financial situations yeah. so i 100 percent agree with you there we have to have that faith in a power greater than than ourselves and you know you can think of whatever it is uh, i i i definitely have i'm in belief of that and i believe also that these uh, cosmic masters, I believe, are closer to the divine than we are. Um, they do things which we, as a race, don't do. They actually, they actually love us unconditionally as a race, mm. which unfortunately we don't do. You know, they 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 want us to join them. They don't say worship us. They say join us and and evolve to the beings that you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, while while terrestrial man, uh, you know, keeps the masses down because they want control. So they just their concept of thought is alien to us. Yeah. At this think, point. Yeah. And I think that the one thing that has, has always struck me and I've always asked this question uh, and I kind of know the answer to this question. Uh, what in the world is your end game? You know, what do you hope to achieve? And and I was thinking about this in terms of, for example, some of these little these conflicts that are going on. OK, I'll tell you what, um, the, 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 the group that's being 
uh, attacked and trying to be controlled. Okay, we give up. We're, go ahead. You can control us. Now, what are you going to do? You know, we just gave you what you wanted. What are you going to do now? Okay. I just, it's like, I, I, it, it doesn't, I, again, it does not compute in my brain. Uh, and maybe it's just because that's not where I'm at. I just don't understand what the end game is for people who want power and control. Uh, I, I, in this business, I want to teach as many people how to do what I do so that I can move on to other things, you know, uh, you know, and I teach them how I do it. I say, I'm going to show you how I do it. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what the result is that we want as far as the company. But once you start doing it, you find your own way of doing it as long as you get the result that we want. I don't care how, if you stand on your head and do it and it works for you. Go for it as long as you get the result that we want. And I don't care. You know, and I mean, it's, it's I, 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 again, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't want to be self-deprecating here by the same token, uh, just trying to make the point. You know, I don't know if I'm, I'm too idealistic uh, or what, but I'd rather be this way than the other way where uh, I'm I'm trying to hold on to my position and my power, you know, and my control. Because guess what? When you do that, you don't get to move. You You are stuck where you are. There is no progress. There's no upward motion. There's no, if you will, evolution. And um, that's the reason why we have folks like you on the program, Wajid, uh, to to share with us these concepts of uh, specifically, of course, of Dr. George King and the Aetherius Society. Uh, but just in general, the things that we've been talking about and the things that you believe in and the philosophy that you live by. And uh, we're very grateful for that as we uh, talk here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, uh, Wajid, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the program. You are the uh, North the uh, uh, North Carolina representative, official representative of the Ethereum Society. And it's a, really a pleasure always to have you here on the program to uh, to have these conversations. And I thank you for giving us so much time. Uh, my pleasure, Richard. And uh, like I say, um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, hopefully it's not a train coming at you, but there is. <laughs> but but we can we can uh through our faith and and uh, the, the, for me the the messages from these higher beings there is hope uh they they said i'll end with this they said uh that uh, uh when when uh, you know people uh, come together in our praise and appreciation they said there is still hope for the planet earth so there is hope so we never men, never despite the circumstances ever no, but uh, truth and love will always win in the end. All the other civil, like Mahatma Gandhi said, all the tyrants fall and they will uh, over and over again till they get to learn the lessons. Yeah, exactly. And it isn't, as you said quite well, it is not about punishment. It's about learning. And we're all learning. So let's uh, try to get those lessons the first time around if we can. Uh, I do uh, have three final questions for you, as I've asked you on the previous programs. And by the way, we're into our 15th year here. We're right in the midst of the 15th year of this program. So the questions have, you know, they've changed just a little bit. So we'll get to that in a moment. 
But first, I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Mondays at 1 a.m., and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. for our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We're streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. And uh, we podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, many other locations on the Internet. We're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. And we hope that you'll subscribe. But at the, at the very least, uh, click the notification so that when I do post a new program, a new conversation, that you'll know that it's there and you can go and listen. And we hope that you'll do that. If you'd like to support the work that we are doing, we would be greatly appreciative of that financially. Uh, we have a PayPal account. It's there for your security as well as ours. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have helped and for those who will help. And also participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision where we ask you to go within and sit quietly with that still, calm, peaceful uh, place uh, and listen to that still, small voice and follow the promptings thereof. That's what it's there for. And with all of that, we now move on to our uh, final three questions to our guest. And rather than uh, going the long way around, I'll just uh, jump right in here and say, who is Wajid Hassan? Um, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a seeker of truth. Um, I, um, uh, I also, uh, want to teach uh, aspects of truth that, um, um, that I've learned based on my own experience and, uh, help make the world a better place. What is your life's purpose? Uh, to follow my spiritual master and also be of service to mankind, uh, regardless of race, color, creed, or religion. And finally, what was your best day? Uh, I think my best day was the day I was born. I was given a, 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 a another chance in life to learn the experiences I need to learn on this planet. Mm. Um, the fact that I, uh, I'm incarnate at this particular time means that I'm gaining experiences uh, to help me in my, in my evolution. So I... I guess that was the best day. Oh, it could have been the worst day. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> I guess it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Well, again, Wajida, thank you so much for joining us. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, video cast, love to lol, Jeanette, I am still listening. And dad, be happy. <laughs>